Elder Shanina Walker, and thank you for joining me today on our podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. Today on our Let's Wrap readings, we'll be starting our three-part series, Be Made Whole, Spirit, Soul, and Body. Today, we're going to start with the topic of being sanctified holy. Our scripture today is going to be coming from 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, beginning at the 23rd verse. Let's read. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's wrap. In this particular book, we can see that this is the first epistle of the Apostle Paul to the Thessalonians. The Thessalonian believers were concerned about those believers who had already died. They were concerned that they would miss Christ's coming. In this particular chapter, Paul was assuring them that those that have died already would be caught up to meet the Lord, just like those who were alive would be caught up at his coming. In this particular chapter of 1 Thessalonians, the fifth chapter and the 23rd verse, uh, Paul was writing and he was saying unto them, Um, that the very God of peace sanctify you. In other words, what he was saying is, I'm praying that God would set you apart, that you would continue to be holy and consecrated. He said, holy, entirely, fully. In other words, sanctified through and through. He said, I pray God that your whole, in other words, all of you, your entire being, uh, we know that whole means an unbroken or undamaged state in one piece, a thing that is complete in itself. He said, I'm praying that your whole spirit, your soul and body be preserved. We know that preserved means maintain something in its original or existing state. Again, the Apostle Paul said, and the very God of peace sanctify you holy. And I pray God, your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless. We know that the word blameless means also um, innocent of wrongdoing. Apostle Paul was telling them, I don't just want you to be innocent of wrongdoing for a short period of time, but I need you to be innocent of wrongdoing. I need you to be blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, again, Paul was saying to them, let's read that one more time. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, not just some of it, he said your whole spirit, your whole soul, your whole body be preserved, be kept, be blameless, uh, free of wrongdoing until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, the Apostle Paul was telling the church of Thessalonians that you need to be whole, not just you and body, but your uh, spirit, your soul and your body need to be whole. It is my belief that until we understand our makeup, till we understand how our spirit, our soul, and our body functions together as one, um, we're going to continue to live uh, defeated and a not-so-victorious lifestyle. Um, So as I begin to go into this study, uh, I truly believe that our life is not ultimately physical. And despite what we might think, our body is not our whole man. I'm going to also add that neither is our body in itself, nor our soul in itself, nor is our spirit itself makes up our whole being. But it is my belief that we are spirit, soul, 
and body. I've often heard the saying uh, that we are natural beings having a spiritual experience. Well, I come to shake up that thought system today. In fact, we are spiritual beings having a natural experience. In fact, we are triune beings. Why do I say that with such confidence? Because God created us in his image. Genesis, the first chapter in the 26th verse, God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. We know that God is the head of the Trinity, the Godhead, and the Godhead consists of three distinct persons, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are equally omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, eternal, and unchanging. But each one of them have their own unique functions. They each are in full cooperation with the other. The Father creates, for the Bible said we are predestined by God. In other words, He foreknew us. The Son, He redeems. We are justified by His bloodshed on Calvary Cross. The Holy Spirit is, sets us apart. Through the Holy Spirit, we are sanctified. The Trinity perform all these roles in full cooperation with each other. In each operation, all three members of the Trinity are present. Although the Father is preeminently the Creator, the Son and the Spirit are also involved. In fact, if we go back to the beginning, to the book of Genesis, the first chapter, verse 1 and 2, it says, In the beginning God created heaven and earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. We know that God's spirit was there in the beginning, moving upon the face of the waters in complete cooperation with God. Again, in Genesis, the first chapter, if we go to the 26th verse, he began to speak God. In other words, speaking, let us make man in our image, in our own likeness. He was speaking us being the spirit, us being his son, Jesus Christ there in the beginning. And to confirm that, 1 John, the first verse through the fourth verse, tells us, In the beginning was the Word, which is Jesus. The Word was with God. The Word was God. In the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. So we can clearly see that the working of the Trinity and how they're working in unity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all present from the beginning, uh, even in Genesis throughout the Bible. And there's many scriptures, uh, which I will post showing where you can go back and confirm that the Trinity uh, is working throughout the entire Bible. I believe that if we can better understand the makeup or the function of the Trinity, we can better understand about our own makeup. The Bible tells us that the Son is the Redeemer, yet God the Father and the Spirit are described as sending the Son to redeem. The Holy Spirit is the Sanctifier, yet the Father and the Son also cooperate in this work. The Father testifies to the Son um, in Matthew, the third chapter and the 17th verse, he says, and the voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love with him. I am well pleased. The son testifies of the father. We know in John, uh, St. John, the fifth chapter, the 19th verse, he said, Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. 
he can do only what he sees the father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. The son testifies to the spirit, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom God the father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said unto you. That's John the 14th chapter in the 26th verse. Later, the Holy Spirit testifies to the son in St. John, the 15th chapter and the 26th verse. When the counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth, who goes out from the father, he will testify about me. So although the word Trinity does not appear in the Bible, is evident of their presence working together throughout the scripture. The New Testament brings God, the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit together in such a way as to strongly imply the Trinity nature of the Godhead. Again, the Holy Trinity is clearly seen in the Apostle Paul benediction. Uh, 2 Corinthians, the 13th chapter and the 14th verse, the scripture read, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. Amen. We also see in Matthew, the 28th chapter and the 19th verse, our Lord himself said in what we call the Great Commission, Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. First Peter, the first chapter, one through two, it says to God elect who have cho been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit and the obedience to Jesus Christ and the sprinkling by his blood. Those three scriptures also confirm and let us see um, that also the Apostle Paul was sharing and showing us how the Trinity is working together in unity throughout the scripture. Being created in God's image, we are likewise, just like God, we are three-part beings. We have a spiritual nature that is separate and distinct from the body in which dwells in us, and the mediator is our soul. Let's apply this and give you a better understanding on what we're saying. Let's give you an illustration um, I would like to think of the Trinity of the spirit, soul, and body in an illustration. Uh, when I think about a light bulb, the light bulb represents the total man. But within the bulb, there is electricity, there's light, and wires. Let's just say our spirit represents electricity. Our soul represents the light. And our body, the wire. The electricity, our spirit is the cause of the light. Light, which represents our soul, is the effect of the electricity, the Spirit of God. The electricity, again, which is the Holy Spirit, runs through us, the wire or man or our, or our body, which gives off light from our souls to the world. The Bible tells us in Matthew 5 and 14, we are the light of the world. It is through our surrendered life to God that his light can shine through us out into this dark world. Being the inquisitive person that I am, I just had to ask the question, as always, um, to God, what's happening? Because as I look around, it seems that the earth is getting filled with more and more darkness. My question is, where is the light? The Spirit spoke to me saying, 
if we, our bodies, or are the wire, and if the wire is not connected to the spirit of God, which represents the electricity, there will be no light in our lives, and there will be no light in the world. You see, we're the uh, material substance for the carrying of the electricity or the spirit of God, as well as we are the manifestation of the light into the world. And it is only through our lives that the light of God shines bright by the spirit of the Holy Spirit into this dark world. Have you ever turned on a light switch to get light, but nothing happened? Then you took a closer look at the bulb. It looks like it's screwed in tight. It looked like it might be connected at first glance. You can't really tell, but then you take it out and you begin to shake it. You can hear something on the inside isn't quite right. You can now see that the wire is no longer connected to the power source. Just like many people today, they're looking like a functioning bulb. Sometimes the light works, sometimes it doesn't. They represent the light bulb that's just not screwed in tight enough. Somehow in their lives, they work themselves loose from the socket. And every time someone comes around and shake them, their light blinks a little. It blinks a little, but not enough to illuminate for someone to be able to see Jesus in their life. They're constantly losing their connection. Then there are those that are in position, screwed in tight into church activities. They go faithfully out of routine, but not relationship. But when you hit their switch to turn on the light, nothing happens. There's no light. The wire is totally disconnected from the electricity. We have to make sure we are complete functioning light source, spirit, soul, and body. Remember, the combination of our spirit and body produces our soul. And this is what makes us unique as man. As electricity is carried by the wire and is expressed in the light, likewise, our spirit acts upon our soul, in turn expresses itself through our body. Of our three elements, spirit, soul, and body, our spirit is the noblest for it joins with God and our body is the lowest for it contracts with matter. Our soul lies between them and joins the spirit and the body together. It also takes its characteristics to be its own. Our soul makes it possible for the spirit and the body to communicate and cooperate just like the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit cooperates together. Um, as our spirit is used to communicate with our spiritual world, so our body is used to communicate with the natural world. So the soul stands between or it exercises its powers to discern and to decide whether the spirit or the natural world should reign. In other words, the soul is the command. It, it's in the middle. It's a go between. It, it serves between the spirit and the body. And it decides who's going to rule, who's going to command. I have found out that this is where most of us lose and win our battles with the flesh. Sometimes, too, our soul itself takes control over us through our intellect, thus creating its own ideas and world which try to reign. In other words, it forms its own ideas, its own concepts about what's right and what's wrong. This is a person that starts making up their own rules in life. In order for our spirit to govern, our soul must give consent. In other words, our spirit is helpless to regulate our soul and our body. But this decision is up to our soul, for therein resides the personality of man. So in our soul realm is where our personality lies. The soul realm 
plays a major role into gaining control and victory over our lives. So definitely in the soul realm, we need to grasp this. I know it's a lot of information, um, but we're just setting the foundation right now. I really want to put a lot of emphasis on the soul realm when we get to talking about being made whole um, soul because it is so major because the soul realm is where we are ruled and we are led by our own thinking and our own reasoning. Also in our soul realm is where our belief system lies, our attitude, our feelings and our emotions, our past memories um, can either alter, affect or control us. All that happens in the soul realm is also in our soul realm lies our will and our choices, decisions that we make. The soul realm also houses our nervous system, our endocrine system, our immune system. So when the soul realm is out of whack or the soul realm is sick, our entire body is sick. That's where uh, nervous system, fear, endocrine system, immune system, we can get weak, we can get sick. All this lies in the soul realm. So when we get to the uh, section of the series of Be Made Whole Soul, I want you to really, really pay close attention to everything I'm saying about the soul realm because I've found, honestly, I have found that this is where I lost most of my battles in that soul realm, my attitude, my feeling, my emotions. I knew I was saved. I knew I got saved. I knew I went to the altar and, and Jesus changed my life. But I continued to lose battle after battle after battle. And Paul summed it up. He said that when I wish to do good, I find myself doing evil. We have to understand that we it's time for us to be sanctified holy. That we have to be totally whole in our spirit, our soul, and our body in order to gain victory in our life. I know I've given you a lot of information to think about. I encourage you to listen to this over and over and over again until you can clearly get an understanding on the function of the Trinity, uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and how they played a role from Genesis to Revelation and get a clear understanding on how we ourselves are tripart beings, how we are spirit, we are soul, and we are body. We need to be sanctified holy in our spirit, in our soul, and our body in order to continue to live a victorious lifestyle. Let's pray. Father God, as we go into this series, Be Made Whole, that you have given us, I pray that you would open up our spiritual eyes. Open up the spiritual eyes of your people, that they might see you in the spirit, that you would allow them to begin to see themselves as spiritual beings having a natural experience, that they might see themselves made in your image as a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. Open up their spiritual ears, that they will not only just hear the sound of my voice, but they might hear your Holy Spirit speaking through me as your vessel. I pray to you today, God, that you would open up their spiritual hearts, that they might be able to fully surrender to your spirit and be allowed to comprehend and receive the word today and not only receive it, but that it will be planted in good soil, that they might learn how to live a victorious life for you. I come against the enemy today, Satan, the evil one that will try to steal the word to bring confusion to their minds. I come against mind binding demons that will try to bind or confuse their mind from receiving this word. God, I thank you for your word and the power of your Holy Spirit living inside of us, giving us the victory and the authority over everything that's not like you. I declare and decree deliverance today 
spirit, soul, and body be made whole. It is in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Again, today we're just laying down the groundwork. Um, this is just the beginning. Our next Let's Wrap is going to be on Be Made Whole Spirit. So we're going to just dig deeper into that one rim, which is the spirit rim. Be Made Whole Spirit on our next Let's Wrap. So I do encourage you to listen. I encourage you to share this series with others um, so that we all may live a victorious lifestyle. As always, thank you for tuning in to Yasha Young and Sharing His Anointing. I am Elder Shanina Walker. Until next time, have a blessed day.